The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. F you. Broadcasting from resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, I'm Clint Webb, and I'm running for Senate. I have a short cropped haircut, a pretty enough yet accessible looking wife, and a newborn baby that I've dressed in a suit to prove to you that I mean business. For the last 15 years, I've lived my life in such a bland, uncontroversial, and repressed manner that it's almost unnatural. Why? Because I've been preparing to be a representative since I was a child. Most well-adjusted sane men would be hesitant to take a job where their decisions would so drastically affect the lives of so many. But not me. I possess a sort of sociopathic narcissism that makes me think that I should be in charge of everyone. But all of that needs to start here at home, in this beautiful state that I've grown to love since I moved here 18 months ago. Together, we can piggyback some of our state's legitimate needs onto my unquenchable lust for self-glorification. And that's a promise. All of my motives are ulterior. I'm self-involved to the point of psychosis. My soul is terrifying. And that's leadership. So this November, let's send Washington a message. And what is that message? Hey me we could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about the bob seska show f-u-f-u-f-u-f-u god damn it Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. It is uh, Tuesday, January 16, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the world, BubbleGenius.com. Go there, buy lots and lots and lots of soap. And uh, we're also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. You can find Charles Bowen, or Bo, as I like to call him, at TheBowenLawGroup.com. All your legal needs are there, especially if you're uh, being pursued for money laundering like Donald Trump, <laughs> like the president is. God damn it. Okay. It is uh, the Trump crisis day 362, so let's let's talk to my Calling friend Buzz. Buzz. Yeah, Buzz. Buzz. greatest hero. Skilled, uh, courageous, skewed. and ever vigilant. Yes. Leading into action, Buzz hurdles to the rescue. Loves hurdling. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. Right. These are the adventures of Buzz of Star Command. And this is the jingle that we're using until Rocky Mountain Mike comes up with something better. So there. <laughs> Just thought I'd make that perfectly clear. Well, I appreciate it, but you can't argue with a baby in a suit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my friend, we have too many things to talk about today. Welcome, and I uh, hope you had a nice weekend. I, I wish I could uh, stay and talk with you uh, today, Bob, but I have to call my stockbroker. Uh, <laughs> the, Dow, the Dow hit 26,000 today, just 12 days after it hit 25,000. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, uh, but I but I but I need to call my broker uh, because uh, <laughs> first of all, I think the bubble may burst, and secondly, uh, I've invested in nothing but shithole countries. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. I'm a little concerned, so I got to run at twenty six thousand. <laughs> that's a good time to get in on the stock market, isn't it? You sure, start- buy high and. Uh, Take it in the butt. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, you want to get in right now while the going's hot, right? Right, right before it, right. everything collapses. And uh, <laughs> Right, right. Uh, by the way, it's it's 293 days until the uh, 2018 midterms. I'm going to be doing that on the Ooh, show from now on, I, count, counting I like down. That. I like the new countdown. I like that a lot. 
Absolutely. So we got to get uh, get everybody off the bench, everybody registered, get all your yeah. friends, get all your family members, get them all ready to go, because this is going to be the most important election of our lifetimes. And we say that a lot, but this time it really, really applies more than you can possibly imagine. And when you go to the polls this time, put the baby in a suit. <laughs> You know, I, I, then, I have to. I have to say, I, I I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Is, oh, you know, it's the it's the it's the uh, fake campaign ad you ran at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's right, the baby about, in a suit. Okay, he, he was talking about he how he business. prepared himself, yeah, okay, for right. uh, to be our representative. Uh, he even put his baby in a suit. I actually. He's on to something there. I should start listening to my own show now and then, huh? <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, okay, you know, it seems like it seems like a year ago when we were talking about Fire and Fury and then the Fusion GPS transcript, uh-huh. and now all of that's been obliterated, and, and now we're into shithole countries, we're into uh, fake missile launchings, <laughs> which just, God... Wow. And I'm not sure it's been obliterated as so much as it's been, it's not getting the, the front page coverage of the media, but the investigation goes on. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, although it may distract, it doesn't derail, in my opinion. Well, it seems like with the news cycle, the way it is in the Trump era, something new comes along. And, oh, sure. And the previous things, I mean, I'm finding that unless I keep a list, I tend to forget about what happened five days ago. It's really, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. challenging to keep all of these uh, these news items in check. And, well, and Bob, it, that's that's why I do a weekly newscast to make it easier <laughs> for you. Oh, that's right at <laughs> buzzburbank.com, right there. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, this is all to underscore the fact that right. none of this should be like this. I mean, we shouldn't oh, be not. experiencing this degree. Uh, of the uh, insane tennis ball machine, one one news story after another, just bombarding us as we go, and it's to the point where everyone is so on edge, everyone uh-huh. is so stressed out. I don't know oh, yeah. where where you are, Buzz, but I mean, when I was sitting there looking through Twitter uh, Sunday morning, and suddenly I'm starting to get tweets from my friends in Hawaii saying that they've just been alerted that there is an imminent missile, right. a ballistic missile launch incoming to Hawaii. Seek shelter. This is not a drill. And then, oh, my God, I, I literally made this sound. I mean, I just, I, it was it was one of those things where, yeah. can things possibly get worse than that? And I guess they could if it was an actual ballistic if, missile if launch. If it had been, yeah, the real thing. But, gee, I can't for the life of me think of what makes people think a thing like that would happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, why, uh, I mean, I'm glad, I guess, they, they believed the alert. But why why so much on edge? Well, yeah. you know, I think we all know the answer to that. Well, that's, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was my main thing Sunday morning. And, of course, right. of course I was getting a, a lot of backlash from uh, Trump supporters on this and lots of Trump trolls showing up in my mentions but the fact oh, of the matter really? is yeah we wouldn't be uh, on alert we wouldn't be on edge like this had it not been for Donald Trump's irresponsible little rocket right. man uh, remarks his fire and fury remarks I mean the actual fire and fury remarks that he made over the summer and and just how he's heightening tensions with North Korea not realizing I mean, I don't think Donald Trump even realizes that he's got 320 million people lined up behind him who actually kind of, you know, listen to what he has to say, <laughs> listen yeah. to his words. And, uh, and and when he goes after North Korea the way he has been, and, and certainly North Korea is not without blame in all of this. So don't get me wrong here. I mean, Kim Jong-un. Right, of course has also been playing into this but it's our job to be the bigger people it's well and we we have become accustomed to and uh, semi expect bluster from Kim Jong Un yeah. uh you know that that was the norm when Obama was president mm-hmm. uh it, the difference is it's been highlighted and underscored and uh egged on yeah. by the provocations of Donald Trump and that's why this whole situation with Hawaii uh, occurred. I seriously doubt that, yeah, the guy, whoever it was, uh, pressed the wrong button when... Or he or she was in I'm the gonna process. I'm going to miss of, that. I, I'm going to miss that job. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was you. Holy yes, shit. I'm, hey. It was a shift change, and, you right. know, the, the buttons were on the screen, and I, I just hit the wrong one. God damn. I mean, it, the way this went down, you'd almost think it was Trump handling the uh, the, the controls in, in Hawaii well and was, emergency yeah. management. Well, and so uh, clear, clearly, it's a problem in, yeah. in Hawaii, and uh, they say they're addressing it, and they've promised it won't happen again, and I hope that's all true, and I hope other states are looking at their own systems because uh, that's just one of our 50 states, and who knows what the situation is in the rest of them, and I hope uh, we've learned uh, some lessons from this as well. Uh, it was a terrible, it would have been, a, it, as I say in my new, in report this week, it would have been a horrible thing in any year, yeah. but in to have a false alarm like that for so many reasons, including people then don't believe it when you cry wolf. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's that, that danger inherent in it, aside from just terrifying people and making them record messages uh, saying goodbye to their loved ones because they think it's all over. Yeah. That's scary stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, horrifying. Uh, you wouldn't wish that on, on anybody, I don't think, to, to think that they were going to die at the hands of a nuclear blast uh, and 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 then find out, and then not find out for 38 minutes uh, that it was all uh, untrue, that it, that it didn't really happen. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's just, it, it, you can't underscore enough the terror that was caused and the and the panic there were people running in the streets with mothers lowering their children under into storm sewers storm drains, yeah. uh, uh, oh my gosh you know it, you just you begin to picture that yeah and, and again I, I i can't help but to go back to trump on on actually on both ends of this thing like uh, mm -hmm. manufacturing the environment in which there is a panic like right. this right. And, and then at the at the tail end of it if trump had been sitting in the white house at the time mm -hmm. Uh, if Trump had uh -huh. been closer to the nuclear yes. biscuit or the football right. or what all of these things that are carried around with him for him to launch either a preemptive strike or a defensive strike, whatever you want to call it, uh, th this could have been a situation where if he had found out about this, he could have very easily knee-jerked because this is the kind of president we're dealing with right now. Someone who is erratic, someone who doesn't think things through, someone who mm -hmm. only makes uh, bad situations worse for himself and for the people around him and in a lot of ways for, the, for, for all of America. And so if this, if this alert had come down and he had launched a, a strike reacting to it, a retaliatory strike back at North Korea, that right. would have been it. And there would have been said, oops, I mean, what do you do? You can't, once a ballistic missile is launched, you, you can't turn it around and, and send it off into space or crash land it into the ocean or anything like that. It's gone. It's gone. And then we're into yeah, well, a nuclear war, right? Theoretically, there are ways to shoot it down, but uh, but we're not 100% sure uh, that that will work. We, we think it will help. Well, uh, and, and, and then what's to say North Korea having detected a U.S. launch yeah. that was retaliation for something that didn't happen? Uh, might fire in return. And it's also been proposed by people who know how these things work. What if that Hawaii alert had appeared on the president's phone? Mm -hmm. What What if, you know, because then he would have reached into his pocket, uh, assuming he could get his hand in there, uh, and and <laughs> pull out the, the biscuit, the nuclear codes, yeah. and, uh, you know, call the military officer who's escorting him that day, uh, who's carrying the, the football, that mm -hmm. briefcase, uh, over to, to begin engaging uh, and ordering a nuclear launch. Right, right. And, and what I was saying, though, is that if, if Trump launched some of our missiles, there's right, no way right. of recalling our own missiles in the event of a major and grievous error like that. Oh, really? Uh, can, we, can we not shoot them down? I was under the impression that perhaps we could. If we, if we shoot down our own missiles, I, I guess that's a possibility. I haven't heard about yeah. anything like that. But I know incoming missiles, we have kind right. of sort of the ability to shoot right. them. Down. Yeah, in both cases, we yeah. it works most of the time. Yeah, exactly. If, that, exactly. if that's any assurance at all. But, but I mean, what we're talking about again here is a Cuban Missile Crisis scenario. I mean, <laughs> the thing that I go back to all the time is my sort of my litmus test for the presidency is how would this person, this candidate, X or Y, handle themselves during a Cuban Missile Crisis type of scenario? And here we are with Donald Trump in the midst of an event or a series <laughs> of events that are very and eerily similar to the Cuban Missile Crisis, but in this case, we're dealing with North Korea. So, and, and you know, and you know, historically and normally, 
a word I'm using more and more because I don't want that to disappear from our lexicon. Yeah. But normally, uh, we'd look at a candidate. I can think of very few candidates, if any, I wouldn't have trusted with the uh, alleged nu- the so-called nuclear button. Yeah. Uh, except for Trump. <laughs> uh, and and yeah. then and then clearly, you know, clearly you, you've got a problem there. Mm-hmm. And, and and I have started using. By the way, I did want to say I, I've started using the word normal more. I think it's important to underscore at every day and every turn that this is not normal. I think that's something that we need to continue to hammer away at. Uh, Don't let this become the normal. Continue to point out that it is not. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, Buzz, is everyone was reacting uh, in the wake of the uh, Hawaii, the, the, the false alarm in Hawaii. Uh, right. So where's Donald Trump? Why didn't Donald Trump come out and do anything? Why didn't he say anything? And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I'm so glad that he was out there in the golf course, and I'm so right. glad he didn't say jack shit about what was happening in Hawaii at the time because he would have only. I mean, uh, again, you know, and I was saying this while while parts of uh, Santa Rosa were being burned down around me. I'm glad that Trump isn't interfering because when Trump right. interferes, he only makes things worse. And, and in that situation, certainly in the Hawaii situation, he would have made things far, far worse. It is so fortuitous that Donald Trump was out crawling around the golf course on uh, on Sunday when this all went down, far, far away from information and far away from, and, you know, the news, right? And I don't, I don't have any evidence to support this, but we do know that a White House staff has kept things from and misled this president to keep him from doing certain things. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised, especially if they were pretty sure NORAD had confirmed that it was a false alarm. Uh, once the U.S. government knew that it there was no missile launch, which they knew immediately, uh, there was certainly no reason to... to tell the president at that point right right and you know as far as hawaii goes there was a what a 38 minute gap between the time that the the first uh, text message alert went out and the time they were actually retracted it took them 38 minutes to roll that back right you know the first thing i thought of buzz when i heard that 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 amount of time had spanned before they uh, they pulled it back Hawaii time. It was Hawaii, It was island time. Is what it is. Every, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Everything yeah. moves slower out there. Thank, thank goodness in this case. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, well uh, no, actually not in this case. Yeah. Well, if you're living in Hawaii, probably not. Probably not no, so good no. that it took them so long. But you know, it's just it's another one of these things that again, I don't think we would be dealing with this. Hawaii would not be right, on alert the right. way it is had it not been for Donald Trump. Certainly we had threats from Kim Jong Un throughout the Obama years. Certainly we had threats from his from Kim Jong Un's father during certain right. times of the the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. At no point in time were we talking about imminent ballistic missile right. attacks right. on uh, American right. states. That was yeah, not because Trump could send in our F-52s at any minute. <laughs> That's right, and attack Nambia, right? <laughs> right. Uh, sure. So uh, that that brings us to the next thing, which is we, we covered this a little bit on the after party on Friday, but you know yeah. it, it's it's worth getting into again here on the free show. Uh, Trump's shithole countries remarks, and there yeah. are, there's so many different layers to get into on this uh, uh, buzz. But uh, you know, I think the main thing is, 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 or the most recent thing is Trump's denial yesterday, which was, which was just hilarious to me. I mean, when I heard Trump deny this, I laughed out loud for a couple of reasons. First of all, he what he said was, "No, no, I'm not a racist. I am the least racist person you have ever interviewed." And, and mm-hmm. so the president actually has to, the president of the United States has mm-hmm. to deny that he's a racist. That right. is that is how far we have fallen. Now, that's the first thing. The second thing, Buzz, is mm-hmm. you know how he followed it up? He followed it up with one of his big tells. He's, he's right. got Trump's got a lot of tells. One is believe. Oh, he does, yeah. When he says yeah. believe me, that means he's lying. That means you right. shouldn't believe him. But the other exactly. one is when he says that I can tell you. Mm-hmm. So he followed it up. And, and in fact, I was thinking this as I heard the audio come down. He said, no, 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 I am not a racist. And I'm going, where's the that I can tell you? Where's mm-hmm. that I can tell you? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I say that, I hear him go, that I can tell you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's his that's his M.O. Yeah, it's yep. unbelievable. Yep. And it is so predictable because every time he makes a superlative remark about himself, whether it's I'm the least something or mm-hmm. I am the most something, he always well, follows it with that. I can tell you. 
in in my in my preparing my newscast, my report for this week, yeah. uh, I have made it a point not to cover a lot of that. I, mm-hmm. I have simply said briefly and once that uh, Trump uh, denies it and that there are other Republicans who've, who've denied it or wavered on denying it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I'm not following the, the day in, day out, he said, he said, of, of because we all freaking know he said it, okay? So you, they can debate about whether he said it or he didn't say it. He can deny whether he's a racist or not all day long. I had somebody fighting with me on Facebook the other day about <laughs> whether Trump is a racist or a bigot. You know what? Who cares? It's 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 evil either way. Yeah. And or and I'm gonna my answer is both. But uh, it's clear that he's bigoted at the very least, and that is not what we like in presidents uh, most of us anyway <laughs> no. uh and and uh, it's, again it's just this is unfathomable and 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 not tolerable and and i will not uh, follow the back and forth about uh no i didn't say it yes he did well it was something else well no it wasn't <laughs> you know I, 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 i'm gonna wait for the dust to settle on all yeah. of that but in the end we already know what happened mm-hmm. absolutely and and yeah. the question is now uh you know, and this is one that I raised on the the Daily Banter yesterday, which is that mm-hmm. does it matter? That's not to suggest mean. I'm saying that it doesn't matter. I'm just saying I'm saying what's next? What do we right. do? What do we, what do we do now? What do we do about it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 I I posted today on Facebook as my thought of the day that uh, where it's no longer a question of whether or not Trump has any decency. Yeah. The question is now whether we do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because it's yeah. it's you know it's one thing to say this person or that person is a racist. Right. This right. person or that person is dealing in 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 matters of racism, and and so. But then the the question always remains the, the very the very next question is right on the heels of the actual accusation is what do we do about it? In some right. cases, when someone has made racist remarks, let's go to Michael Richards. Michael Richards during his stand up act mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. famously yelled out the n word over and over again in the context of uh, what he considered to be a larger satirical remark about racism, but it came across as sounding quite racist because he's shouting the N-word in a a very uncontrolled way that made it Mm -hmm. seem very, very shocking. And so what happened was is Michael Richards eventually got, as a a consequence of this, was basically blacklisted from entertainment. You don't see Michael Richards on TV a whole lot. I know Jerry Seinfeld has tried to help him out. Yeah, he's certainly paying a huge price for it yeah. right right i mean i think the initial reaction was uh was well deserved and i think he should have been called out for it but now here we are with the president of the united states using mm-hmm. on a regular basis very racist language and you take into consideration charlottesville you take into consideration uh-huh. the con family you take into oh, consideration yeah. before he was ever a candidate with the central park five on uh, and on yeah yeah going back to the origins of his his career in real estate evicting people of color and so uh you have a history of racism with donald trump so that that's the pretext for all of this mm-hmm. and then you get into his presidency and he continues to do it he continues to speak to uh and, and to use uh, right. a, a, a dog whistle language in some cases in some cases yeah. overt racism and uh-huh. and so and and we know this and it is confirmed and, and it is outrageous and and we know that it shouldn't happen and we know it shouldn't be this way so what do we do now because you would think with the severity of what this charge is that you know I, i'd like to think that the protests begin now that we start yeah. to, again what does it take for people to finally surround the white house and demand that he be removed from office what does it take to get us there and i i see a lot of outrage on twitter and it's all justified mm-hmm. i see a lot of outrage uh, elsewhere in social media and on cable news and and so on but yeah. but again what is what is the punishment what is to keep donald trump from saying to himself okay i'm going to wait for this to blow over and oh, yeah. I'm going to sit tight, and before you know it, when the next thing comes along, maybe it'll be my uh, my, right. my physical at Walter Reed, maybe it'll be uh, something having to do with uh, Steve Bannon, maybe some other thing that I'll blurt on Twitter, and then everyone will forget about the racist remarks and move on to something else, until I say the next racist thing. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen this time. Uh, if for no other reason, Bob, then this is international now, and they're... The outrage is worldwide, yeah. and most of the world knows this isn't America, this is Donald Trump, and that there's mm-hmm. a difference between the two. But uh, their continued pressure, uh, the leaders of African nations are said to be 
uh, to use the word uh, by of a source, furious, furious about what Trump has said, and rightly so. Uh, and and this, so uh, they're not going to let it die anytime soon, uh, no matter how short uh, the attention span here is in the U.S. Yep. And as for myself and for other people, we're not going to let it go either. We, I think it's very important that we never, ever, ever, ever forget, allow him to forget, or allow his supporters to forget what he has said here. Uh, and and uh, as for when will people rise up and do something, uh, a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I think we're getting close. And one of the things that I and other people I believe are trying to inspire is exactly the kind of organized, perhaps, movement that you've requested or, yeah. or asked for here. Um, and and it, it's... It's sad. I hate when this happens. I hate when liberals fight among themselves. But I understand as they prepare for the anniversary Women's March now that there is a, a split between the two groups most involved in the Women's March. Mm -hmm. One of them thinks, uh, apparently, for the most part, to generalize that marching is the answer. And the other one thinks, no, voting is the answer. Uh, I say they're both right. You know, yeah. uh, you got you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Uh, you got <laughs> peanut butter in my chocolate. These these two things belong together. Mm. We need to do both of those. And I hope that's the conclusion the Women's March organizers come to uh, and and realize that both are equally important. And I think uh, I think the, the anger is building. I I keep piling on the evidence uh, and hammering away at it and not letting it go. And I know others are doing the same. And I, I keep pushing for that moment when people do uh, take to the streets in a peaceful manner and uh, organize politically to make sure mm. this gets fixed as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the act, the charge itself needs to be accompanied by teeth, by some yes. some some kind of bite to the yeah. person who is mm -hmm. doing it. And we've seen that in the past, and and it's been all all positive. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. But with Donald Trump, you know, we we've got a guy here who walks between the raindrops, one trespass after another, one heinous uh, uh, deed, words, blurtings, actions after another. On a daily basis, we joke about the tennis ball machine, but mm -hmm. but this is a case where uh, the president. I mean, we've got to let this sink in and and not let it be yes. one of just another one of these Trump things. Th this moment cannot fade. Exactly right. The president, the president of the United States is racist. The president of the United States thinks that people of color are lesser than partly because he believes they come from quote unquote shithole countries. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is where we are and we cannot let this stand. And and I I you know, obviously deferred action on all of this would be fine if we you know, if we rise up at the polls in in November right. and and we create an entirely democratic congress to check him and to possibly impeach him uh, for all of these things um I, I think that's all positive too we just we can't let it go by we can't let it be just another trump thing we can't let it be kofefe or whatever it can't be laughed right. off and right. it needs to be exactly. uh, angrily and ferociously pursued yeah, and otherwise, be, otherwise, what's the point of using what? What's the point of accusing someone of being racist? It's just right, then it just if becomes there's no uh, consequence. Exactly. Right, right, otherwise, right. it's just a word. It's just another. It would attack. be like accusing someone of sexual assault if there was no con uh, consequence. Right. And and that and that miraculously brings us back to Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I people. I, I do think that we're reaching a tipping point with the American public. They're certainly very tired of this. And he has a knack for pushing the edge and pushing the edge and pushing the edge. And although we've noted that he keeps getting away with it, I think there is also a cumulative effect. Mm. Uh, and, and perhaps one day even among his supporters. In the meantime, uh, back to my reference about the stock market, it yeah. occurred to me today that it's very much like the Republican Party, like Republican lawmakers. What do Republican lawmakers in the stock market have in common? They're going to ride this horse until it dies. Yep. They're going to they're going to continue to support Trump and to stand behind Trump until 
Trump is no longer viable to their agenda. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, along those lines, one of the things I've been hearing rumors about, and this would be, I think, one action to take that would be appropriate, uh, an appropriate punishment against the president for using this kind of language. And by the way, it wasn't the fact that he said shithole. Like, no, can we, no. Do, can we get rid of that I'll, as being a thing? Well, like, it doesn't matter I, I, that he it, used the word. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Certainly, it's not presidential. And that, uh, again, underscores why he shouldn't be in that office. You can't yeah. say things like that. It has consequences that affect the safety of American soldiers, the safety of American missionaries. Mm. Uh, it, it, it affects foreign policy uh, and, and stirs up trouble here at home as well. Yeah. So th- that part can't be forgotten but you're right there it it pales in comparison uh, to the uh, racist comments yeah absolutely but i i do believe that there's a rumor going around that the president could be censured for this yes by yeah. congress so uh-huh republicans and there are a few republicans and democrats now whether it will pass but they hope to introduce this week a measure to censure which is essentially scolding the president yeah. uh, for for saying uh, this unbelievable thing that he said and by the way uh when if you encounter do not be dissuaded by the Trump supporters who say, uh, you know, he was right or, uh, you know, I don't believe he really said that. He said it. OK. Yeah. And we and based on and the history and we all know Trump's racist history pretty well. You outlined many of the things a few minutes ago. Uh, we, we just have to not let that go. Uh, evidence. I know it generally means nothing to Trump supporters, but it will mean something uh, in the end. It will it yeah. will mean something to the fate of Donald Trump. And karma, I just want to say to everybody who's you know worried about whether Trump will get his comeuppance, it, it sometimes it's instant and sometimes it isn't. <laughs> yeah. But it but but it always comes. I'm very skeptical. I'm I'm very skeptical as to whether or not Donald Trump is actually going to face the music for this, or if he's just going to write it out the, the, you, the, you you had pointed out that it has not affected his poll numbers i say it's too early to tell let's see what the poll numbers say next week yeah uh, because it, it they're always lag just a little bit behind the events of the day so let's see what the next one looks like i i believe that trump lost a few more of his supporters maybe i don't know how many but i know he lost a few more with these remarks yeah uh people have relatives in those countries people came from those countries people have friends and co-workers from those countries and they may have support and some of them have said i supported trump but i don't support this so this for some trump supporters may be where those particular people draw the line and uh gang we can use every able body we can get mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so you know it's just it's really now a matter of following through yes we know the president is a racist now right, right. part b what are we going to do about it what are we going right. to do about it and then something right. has to be absolutely well, done about it to punish him yeah for yeah and the answer of course and, and i think you alluded to this a second mm-hmm. ago is the answer is the russia investigation yeah that's 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 where he gets his comeuppance we we get him for breaking the law, for colluding with Russia and lying about it. Uh, that's and 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 obstructing justice, uh, the attempt to to find out the truth and and the details of what happened. That's what we get him for, and that shall be his karma. Yeah. By the way, just looking at the oh look, we got some music playing here. Oh, no. uh, I guess we're going to talk about Patreon here in a second. But but looking at the polls uh, right now, his approval numbers: Rasmussen has him at forty five, Gallup has him at thirty eight, Emerson at thirty nine, Economist YouGov at forty two. Quinnipiac, 36, Reuters, 41, IBD tip at uh, 35, and CNN at 36. That's, that's, I mean, that's generally where he's been for months yeah. now, and, I, and yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope we haven't seen the uh, the full impact of this yet. Uh, and you can also throw in the uh, the Fusion GPS news, the Fire and Fury news right. into the mix as well. And I think all of those things will hopefully bring his numbers down a little bit more, because remember, we're talking about that floor, or mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it, floor or ceiling, about right. 30%. If he goes dips below 30%, then we're going to start to right. see Republicans defecting it. But it has to be below 30% for a good long time. It has to be there for right. a few weeks and yeah. not just a yeah. blip. We, 
We've seen it kiss 32%. Uh, I, I think that the, the support may shrink a little more once the trials start on TV. <laughs> That's right. And we're going to get to Steve Bannon and all kinds of fun things uh, yeah. b- b- involving Kazakhstan and so on here in just a second. But uh, right now, we're doing a huge push for our Patreon page. My goal is to bring in enough new subscribers to add a Wednesday show. We want to bring in uh, guests like uh, David Ferguson more often, guests like Jen Kirkman more often, and the Wednesday show will help us do that. Now, if everyone listening signed up for just $1 per month, Buzz, we'd far exceed our goal for, for adding that Wednesday show. Also, let's talk about subscribing for $15 a month. That's our top level. Here's what you get for just $1.88 per show. In addition to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows, you get two post-mortem shows every week. That's the additional uh, uh, discussion that we have after this show is over. Uh, Plus uh, our Friday after party every week and my exclusive reading of the Steel Dossier and lots of additional extras. I think we're going to be doing a Best of Chez to go along with the the anniversary of his his death coming up later uh, at the end of next month. Uh, so that'll be on our Patreon page. And by the way, we also take out all the commercials from the free shows, too. But only if you sign up at $15 a month. Just go to bobsesco.com, click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at the top of the page. And please tell all your friends. Oh, and by the way, just a, another uh, reminder the Amazon link is back. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you go shopping through our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobsesco.com. And uh, we collect a small fee from some of your purchases. And that's that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay, go, go, go shopping through our Amazon link. How about it? The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh Safe home to Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of a shock, especially knowing that she's my same age. She is also 46 or yeah, was also yeah. 46. And again, you know, it's uh, we're going through it, Buzz. The Gen X people are all we're all going through it. All of our uh, Gen X heroes are one by one dropping dead. And it's, I, I understand that she suffered from depression. Yeah. And, uh, I, but I, I, heard, I heard or read one of the best descriptions of her singing today, and it was that her voice is both powerful and vulnerable. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. great way to put it. Yeah, Isn't it? Yeah, she's amazing. And, you know, not only were they a great alternative band, but, boy, they had some, uh, some, some huge hits. I remember, I remember being yeah. on Top 40 Radio and playing uh, Linger, Back in uh, what was it, 1996, 97? That was a right. huge. That was a monster hit for the Cranberries, and and of course their uh, their catalog goes far beyond that. But uh, I, and I have a good deal of that catalog. I love their music, and and she was really the reason why I think. Yeah. So I mean, just one of those shocking deaths that you you never uh, knew was coming, but but there it is, and yeah. uh, uh, really sad to see uh, to see her go, but. Lots of music left behind, so that's good news. All right, yeah. so uh, moving along here, just a, a couple of, uh, of things still on the uh, the shithole countries thing. Basically, the president's racism. Let's just call it what it is. It's right. the, the president's racism uh, rearing its head again. Um, so Cory Booker nailed uh, Kirsten Nielsen uh, today in her uh, hearings for uh, becoming the, the new DHS secretary, was it? No, is, was she already approved? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore if she was approved. Yeah, she no, was, I, I, I think you confirmed. know, I don't know either. I, I thought she had been, uh, but perhaps she was just a nominee, and maybe this. I don't even know what what she. she which hearing? Which uh, committee did she speak to today? Do you know? Uh, was it, it was. Uh, it was. The, it was. She was. <laughs> here we are. We're so we're, we're so well we're, informed, aren't we? Uh, see, you shouldn't have brought it up because <laughs> neither one of us are prepared for this. At any rate, she she uh, uh, is or will be Trump's uh, Homeland Security Secretary. And she, 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 is. she was in the. She absolutely. Yeah. She is. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Confirmation of that. So now, this is consequence. This is a consequence of there being so much crap to keep track well, of. I mean, my brain, and I'm sure your brain to a certain extent is too, Buzz. I, I, right now, I'm in Kazakhstan. <laughs> that's right, where my right. head is. I'm trying to unwrap all this crap that's going on with money laundering in Kazakhstan and then all of the Kazakh names that go along with that story. And so, of course... Well, and the other thing is the turnover in the Trump administration, which is a breakneck record-setting uh, turnover. Uh, you know, we've just never seen this before either. This, too, is not normal. 
Uh, but uh, she, you know, she follows. Uh, you know, she's not the first, and and uh, it's just it's incredible the amount of turnover. So it's also hard to follow a lot of the names because of that. Yeah, absolutely. So so nevertheless, Cory Booker hammered her because she was in the meeting. Uh, uh, Kirsten Nielsen is the uh, is the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security, right. and she was in uh, in the Senate today. Cory Booker uh, uh, nailed her for. Uh, being present in the uh, in the Oval Office for Trump's shithole countries, Mark, but insisting that she doesn't remember right, <laughs> what he right. said, which is just such a lame, 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 lame excuse. But uh, but Cory Booker's reaction, I think, uh, uh, bears a uh, a few minutes here to, to listen to what he had to say, because uh, I think sure. he, he kind of nailed uh, the entire problem with the, the White what, House and the people around I, him. I just have to ask before you roll the tape on on Booker, did was he before or after Dick Durbin? I, I have no idea. I think he might have been after Dick Durbin. Let me just let me just interject before we roll uh, the Cory Booker. Yeah. Uh, let me just interject that Durbin did not ask about that because others already had. He didn't ask about the shithole meeting. I see. Uh, instead, he opened his questioning by saying, "Do you remember me?" <laughs> since since he was also in the meeting <laughs> right 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 yeah so that's that was hilarious and of course uh now dick durbin has his own nickname from trump he's trump's right. calling him dicky durbin uh-huh. which is uh so mature of him i think it, it is well we've come to expect we've that. got a mature president all right here's uh here's cory booker laying into to kirsten nielsen in the senate today referring to people from african countries and haitians with the most vile and vulgar language. That language festers. When ignorance and bigotry is allied with power, it is a dangerous force in our country. Your silence and your amnesia is complicity. Right now in our nation, we have a problem. I don't know if 73% of your time is spent on white supremacist hate groups. I don't know if 73% of your time is spent concerned about the people in fear in communities in this country, Sikh Americans, Muslim Americans, black Americans. The fact pattern is clear of the threats in this country. I hurt when Dick Durbin called me. I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. There are threats in this country. People plotting. I receive enough death threats to know the reality. Kamala receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie Rano. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect who talks about the country's origins of my fellow citizens in the most despicable of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your commander-in-chief. I find that unacceptable. Uh, Cory Booker. Future presidential candidate Cory Booker. Yeah, it was, by the way, it was the Senate Judiciary Committee. So, uh, thank you, thank now, you. Now I'm finally prepared for my show. So I guess sorry, we can... folks, we didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Yeah, that's right. Hey, let's let's start the show finally, Buzz. The following presentation <laughs> is brought to you by there we go the Realm Network. All right, no, I'm kidding. Um, Can't talk. Got to call my broker. All right, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so meanwhile, Lindsey Graham also hammered uh, Nielsen. He said uh, this has turned into a shit show. Good, good, <laughs> Lindsey yeah. Graham, Lindsey Graham in the age of Trump, getting really uh, saucy with his language. Saucy. Yeah, yes. all right, F you. All right. Um, so yeah, so uh, also New York Times. This is worth uh, uh, skimming through. The New York Times can compiled its definitive list of Trump's racism, mm-hmm. which is a uh, which is a disturbing but thorough read. I mean, every event. Some things that I I completely forgot about, like he, how he was talking about how everyone in Haiti has AIDS. Right, he just said right. that that was last summer. That was not part of his shithole country remarks the other day. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Trump had Jim Acosta removed from the Oval Office for asking uh, Trump about uh, his remarks uh, today. That was uh, yeah, yeah. Trump is not a big fan of Jim Acosta or CNN, so uh, wonder, nor, nor wonder, is he a fan of being asked questions. So, wonder how CNN will do in the fake news awards tomorrow. <laughs> that's right. Is that tomorrow? Is that actually going to happen? Well, who knows? That's that's the latest date he postponed it to. Yeah, 
<laughs> so, and by the way, Trump was meeting with uh, the president of Kazakhstan today, which is uh, President Nazarbayev. And President Nazarbayev is kind of one of Trump's kind of people. <laughs> He's kind of right. rules with an iron fist and has uh, autocratic tendencies and has lots of uh, crooked money surrounding him. And, and so he's, he's sort of like Kazakhstan's Trump. And uh, they met in the Oval Office today just as uh, Steve Bannon was going in to testify uh, before the House Intelligence Committee in a, in a closed session. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> this Kazakhstan story is absolutely fascinating. And when, when we hear Donald Trump say, I've got no connection, I've got no business in Russia, mm-hmm. there's a very slim possibility that he could be true. He could be truthful when he says that, that all of his business actually is in Georgia and Kazakhstan, former mm-hmm. Soviet republics. Uh, right. and, and that's where all of the, the money laundering is originating. Obviously, he's got lots of business in Russia, too. But, right. Well, uh, and those those countries are uh, just pass through entities for that money. Uh, it's still right. I think there's evidence that the money still ultimately comes from Russia. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we're talking about Kazakhstan, the latest story uh, through uh, Bloomberg, a huge report in uh, Bloomberg came out uh, a few days ago uh, detailing about how this chromium plant in Kazakhstan, the Oktobi, is that is that how you pronounce it? Oktobi? I have chromium. no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's run by this guy named Rafik Arif, and Rafik Arif's brother, Tevik, is the founder of a little organization that has an office in Trump Tower called Bayrock. And his partner is uh, the guy who stabbed another guy in the face with a stem of a martini glass, Felix Sater. Trump's Russian mobster friend, Felix Sater. Yes. Exactly right, who helped put together all the financing for Trump's Soho. So mm-hmm. according to this uh, article in Bloomberg, company records, court filings, and interviews with Kazakhstan and London suggest millions of dollars from the Octobi chromium plant. And by the way, wouldn't you love to live nearby the Octobi chromium plant that looks like a dream talk about living paradise living in paradise right there this this salad tastes funny (laughs) so some of the money from that plant wound its way to the u.s and a development company with which trump partnered to build a controversial trump soho hotel condominium that'd be bayrock yeah which never got built right or did it one, well, one of them, one of their projects didn't. I was trying to remember which one. Oh yeah, that's the one yeah. in Georgia, wasn't it? Where Trump? Well, actually- there was one. There was there was one in New York that didn't get built as well. And at any rate, uh, a lot of these, a lot of them worked that way. In the end, they ultimately didn't get built. But it was all about the arrangements and the financing. That's where the deal making took place. Yeah. Well, one of the the principles in all of this is a bank called the BTA Bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so money, all kinds of money went missing from that bank and has ended up somehow in Trump properties, Trump condominiums. <laughs> this Bloomberg story continues on to say it was on the 24th floor of Trump Tower that Kazakh businessman Tavik Arif, a key figure in the Akatobi chromium plant, established Bayrock LLC. The plant passed millions of dollars to Bayrock, which organized financing for the Trump Soho high rise that Trump once hailed as a work of art. Earlier last week, Trump Soho's new owner bought the Trump organization out of its management contract for right. the project. So there's a little wrinkle at the tail end of all of that. And right. Can, in the end, it was built, but in the end, they 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 ditched it. Yeah, exactly. And there was another. There was a Trump Tower that was supposed to be built in Georgia, I uh-huh. believe. Right. That and is correct. And that one was not built. Yet. That one was not built. But Trump actually went there. Rachel had the video last night of Trump standing there, I guess, at the groundbreaking of this uh-huh. uh, this tower that was supposed to happen. Sure. It's kind of a swanky uh, city there. I do know that there was a giant dildo shaped tower somewhere <laughs> on the coast there that I, I kept noticing in the video footage. It, it, it was erected to greet the giant dildo who would be visiting. <laughs> uh, and, you know. They paid him a million dollars for yeah. that that ceremony, uh, but remember, he has no business dealings in Russia. That's right, no business dealings there, and so uh, and, and so that actually went away. They never actually built that; they just ran off with the money that mm-hmm. they received to do that. Uh, so, so this money from this BTA bank ended up financing. Uh, uh, Trump Soho. There's a there's another article that goes back to uh, December of last year, just a, about a month ago, and the headline is uh, uh, "Was Trump Soho used to hide parts of a Kazakh bank's missing billions?" 
And so that that investigation goes on. And we can probably count on the fact that Mueller's got all of this. And right. and the other wrinkle in all of this is in the in the ultimate upshot of all of this is that I I really honest to God believe that the thing that's going to take Trump down is all of these money laundering charges. I think we're going to mm-hmm. see the other we're going to see obstruction of justice in the mix there. We're going to see conspiracy yep. in the mix there. But ultimately, it's got to be it's got to be money laundering. I think there is so much smoke surrounding yeah. Donald Trump when it comes to money laundering. I don't think he can that's, wiggle his way out of that. That's the strongest case. Steve Bannon certainly thinks that money laundering is what will bring down the, the Trump administration, although yep. he's also uh, shored up a case for collusion uh, in the process. And it's interesting because uh, while all this is going on uh, with regards to Kazakhstan, with, with the, the president hosting uh uh, the 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 dictator of Kazakhstan at the White House today. During that meeting, Steve Bannon's behind closed doors with the House Intelligence Committee, being asked about, among other things, Kazakhstan. <laughs> right, right. Oh, by the way, uh, some breaking news. Okay, the the yes, the president's doctor is now. Speaking. The doctor is in. The doctor yeah. is in. He said here, uh, according to the AP, Trump expected to stay healthy for duration of presidency. Doctor says. White House doctor, I found no reason whatsoever to think the president has any issues with his thought process. Uh, the White House doctor lists Trump at 239 pounds. Uh, that that can't possibly be true. That is that has got to be a 100% lie, mainly because I weigh 239 pounds, and there's no way I'm fatter or as fat as Trump. There's well, no, no way. You're you're taller, but but oh, well, still, by no, an inch. I'm only right. I'm only yeah. actually oh, really? I'm only three quarters of an inch taller than Trump well, is listed at six three. I'm six I'm almost six sh- four. I'm a short guy, so you're all tall to me. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I guess I, I read something that he wanted the weight uh, reported at one ninety nine, and then he said, "No, nobody's going to buy that." <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm wondering how all of this is working because now they've got a Navy doctor on television. Mm lying about trump's test results uh let's see what else people are saying here trump's doctor can only release details of his physical that he himself authorizes uh heart tests were surprisingly good screening cognitive test uh normal uh fascinating this i i think you know either we're we're all way off about the Uh president's condition uh, physically and mentally, or Uh this is just all a a big dog and pony show. uh, Yeah. When we, uh, when, when we finish doing the show or, you know, as the hours pass and we, we get more information that we can lay out in front of us, I'm eager to study uh, the veracity of this to see if it appears the doctor wrote it, you know, the white house had issued a statement before, uh, saying, uh, quoting the doctor, saying the president was in excellent health, and then signing it by uh, misspelling his first name, yeah, and by writing his name in a way that doctors don't write their names. It was written Doctor Ronnie with an I E Jackson <laughs> when it should have been Ronnie with a Y Jackson, comma M D. Yeah, uh, and and at the very least, uh, and so we knew right then that that statement didn't come from Trump's doctor that. That somebody dreamed that up, and so uh, we'll we'll want to sit down and analyze. Uh, I know the uh, the doctor was part of the uh, White House press briefing today. I'm going to want to look at the study, the tape of that uh, study, any any written documents that are associated with that, and of course read the analyses of other people uh, to to before forming an opinion. But yeah, it certainly sounds like fantasy. Fantasy is certainly what we were expecting. Yeah, and this is this is probably fantasy. He says here the president's overall health is excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, he would benefit from quote a diet that is lower in fat, <laughs> uh, which is pr- close to being true. But you know we have to remember here that Donald Trump is the commander in chief of the United States military. Donald right. Trump orders anyone in the military to say X and Y. It is incumbent upon those military personnel to follow the orders of their commander in chief. And and if the commander in chief says, hey, tell everybody I'm in great health and maybe I just need to cut back on the fat, then that's then that's most likely what they're going to say. Uh, I mean, once again, only information that Donald Trump approves is going out. Right. uh, There is no law requiring that the actual test results and that sort of thing be published. There's 
There's no, you know, a president can release, and presidents in the past have withheld certain information while releasing others. Yeah. Some presidents have allowed the release of potentially embarrassing information about colonic polyps and the like. But uh, so some are more honest than others, but not all have released everything. And here again, not only should, and I know this has been proposed, somebody's introduced the uh, Stable Genius Act in Congress. <laughs> That would require all presidential candidates yeah. to undergo a mental fitness uh, evaluation. I think I think that should be par for the course for every candidate, every president, and certainly uh, their their health records. And I think that we need to stop playing this game and release the actual records and the actual results because yeah. the American people have a right to know if the person in the White House is physically and mentally able to do their job like we couldn't tell. Right, right. But I mean, I, I can't help but to go back to, I think, the silver bullet here that indicates the lie, which is that Trump uh-huh. is 239 pounds. There is just, <laughs> there's no way. Trump is Trump claims to be six foot, six foot three. I am six foot four. That one inch difference is not going to make up for the, the, the weight maybe, being the same. It just seems maybe it, wonky to maybe, me. Maybe a trans uh, position. Maybe a trans position. Maybe it's three twenty nine instead of two thirty nine. <laughs> no, I'm I, I, I'm saying you know the White House can always claim later. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, after all, they can't spell Norway, so you know it, it would make perfect sense if they were to make another uh, or to claim later that they had made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see. I'm I'm frantically trying to look up what Trump's weight was reported at back in the uh, back during the campaign. Uh, all right. The the Dr. Bornstein letter said Trump weighs 236 pounds. Trump weighed 236 pounds back in September of 2016. Right. And now he weighs 239. Both of those numbers have got to be, they've got to be <laughs> a lie. I mean, yeah. there is no way at six foot three, the, the, as fat as he is, Donald Trump has got to be at least 270 pounds. If he's oh, not, are they saying, are they saying he's six, three now? Yeah, yeah, he's because six- they were they were saying he was six two. So right. he's grown an inch. He's grown an inch and put on three pounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I mean, there were all kinds of other uh, 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 details of, of Bornstein's uh, diagnosis and and the the report, uh, the results of some of his uh, some of his tests, going to his uh, prostate uh, exam and so on. Uh, but but and, and again, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with all of this as it's happening right now as we're doing the show. Uh, what's right. coming down? But with uh, the Ronnie Jackson remarks, it seems like they're pretty much in keeping with the Bornstein results hi everybody uh from uh over a or yeah over a year ago a year and months ago uh so you know who the hell knows who the hell knows yeah. i just i think we're being snowed i think we're absolutely yeah being no and i'm there. i'm seeing evidence i'm seeing evidence from the washington post uh published last october uh in which uh, there's a great deal of skepticism about the the president's numbers including a photograph of him with bill o'reilly who is both taller and heavier uh, but not by much. It it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, the numbers just don't add up. And they show some other comparisons, and they also talk about uh, what other people of that height weigh. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, this clearly. I, I think uh, comedian, actor, producer Dennis Leary uh, posted at one point the biggest lie of the campaign so far is the one where Trump's doctor says he weighs only two hundred thirty six pounds. <laughs> Right. And remember, <laughs> Trump wouldn't be the first president to lie about no. his physical no. condition. And and we no, also but he's he is the president most prone to lying. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's I mean, obviously, we don't we don't need to look at specific uh, numbers as far as his results. Anything that's coming from this White House, we have to assume it's just a lie that they're just yep, making everything. It up. I think it's safe everything. to assume that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's take uh, one last break and come back and wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius. 
Doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, uh, Steve Bannon was subpoenaed by the special yeah. counsel and will have to uh, have to testify under oath to the grand jury. That should be fun. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is testifying behind closed doors with the House Intelligence Committee, and uh, one gets the sense that he would be eager to talk uh, since uh, his life has been virtually ruined by Donald Trump at this point. Uh, he's been fired from his job. Uh, he, uh, Bannon has, he's, he's lost his financial backing from the Mercer family, uh, which is why he was fired from his job. Cause they also back Breitbart. Uh, so he's just out on his ass. He doesn't have the influence he had before. Uh, he says he's going to keep fighting, but he doesn't have any resources to do it with. So Trump has just destroyed him and badmouthed him and ruined his his name, what whatever name Steve Bannon had. Yeah. And among conservatives, as a political operative, uh, that was quite a good name until until the, the Fire and Fury book came out in which uh, Bannon had said that uh, Donald Trump Jr. and others in the Trump Tower meeting with Russians uh, were committing a treasonous act, and he couldn't believe nobody had called the FBI. Yeah. Um, so they're going to ask him about that at the House Intelligence Committee, and then uh, he goes into that uh, hearing uh, this morning, and this afternoon we find out, as you just uh, reported, that uh, Bannon uh, has, has been testified last or last week was subpoenaed by the special uh, counsel and uh, that he will be testifying for Robert Mueller's grand jury. Uh, again, uh, this seems to me like a guy who may be in the mood to talk. Uh, he is, uh, to this date, to our knowledge, uh, Bannon is not under investigation. So he has no pressure to do so, but he certainly has motivation through his life being ruined again once again donald trump has made things far far worse for himself by going yes. after steve bannon blacklisting yep. i mean between trump and the mercers and breitbart mm -hmm. steve bannon now has an axe to grind and uh th as this story goes uh you know if he shows up in the uh before the grand jury and and starts blabbing about uh, about Donald Trump. This is going to make things really bad for Donald Trump because I mean, and you got to imagine one of the, my favorite things about hearing stories like this is what's going through Trump's head as he's hearing this news. Like, oh God, what is Steve Bannon going to say to the right. grand jury? What conversations were Steve Bannon privy to while he was here? What did I say to Steve oh. Bannon? And then, you know, then the White House staff, they're all talking to each other. Did I, did I talk to Bannon about that? Or was he there when he said that and when I said that? It's it's such a beautiful thing. Here's, here's an example of what, okay. what uh, Bannon might know. Bannon was one of the people who received the email from close Trump advisor Katie McFarland in which she mm. said, you know, we're really worried about these new sanctions that the Obama administration's placed on Russia for interfering with the election. Uh, because it's going to hurt uh, uh, Trump's presidency. It's going to taint his victory, and it's going to make it very hard for Trump to cozy up to the Russians. Yeah. She obviously used different words than that. She went on to say in her emails that uh, that Mike Flynn, she knew, Trump's close advisor, Katie McFarlane, knew that Mike Flynn was going to be speaking to the Russians about those sanctions and about why perhaps they shouldn't respond as Russia normally does to those sanctions. And uh, then uh, Mike Flynn had that meeting, and uh, he met with the Trump officials before and after, uh, it, it possibly including, by the way, Vice President Mike Pence. But uh, the point is, Bannon was witness to all of that. He is not, Bannon is not a suspect in any wrongdoing. And I, to date, I mean, uh, everybody agrees he's a sleaze, but I, to date, have seen no evidence that he's had any part in the Russia thing. That could change, but as things stand now, he looks pretty clean in terms of Russia. But we know he knows a lot, and obviously Robert Mueller thinks so. Oh, yeah. Having been the campaign chairman for so many months uh, right. after after Paul Manafort, for God's sake, I mean, some of the things that uh, Bannon must have heard as he's coming in to take over for Paul effing Manafort, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the knowing where the body's buried, 
that's only the very beginning of all of this. I mean, Steve right. Bannon pretty much, I would imagine, is privy to just about anything that happened inside the campaign and inside mm-hmm. the Trump White House for the duration mm-hmm. of the time that he was there. And that's the other beauty. He was in the campaign. He was in the transition. He was in the White House. He's not the only one, but he's the only one who's pissed off enough to talk. That's right. That's right. So, and now, now right, now he has additional motivation to, mm-hmm. I mean... I can't even imagine under what scenario would it take for Steve Bannon to still defend Donald Trump in some way. No. It seems like well, he's got he, nothing he, to he, lose he, at this point. Well, it's true. and But Bannon says he will, and he probably always will, support the policies of Donald Trump. But that doesn't mean he can't squeal on Trump for breaking the law. Those are right. two different things. Uh, what the long game is or whether Bannon even has a long game, I, I would not know. By the way, just to, to get us out of this for a second, to go back to something we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, during uh, the press, the photo op with uh, uh, with the uh, dictator today, mm-hmm. uh, President Bush ordered all of the reporters out of the room. Pointed to the door and and shouted out. Oh, no, was it was it uh, all I, the was it all the report? I, I thought he was tossing at Jim Acosta. I thought he was just tossing uh, Jim Acosta uh, out of the room. Uh, no, ultimately well, he may have, that was maybe separate events, and I'll have okay. to read the details of this. But ultimately, he ordered the entire press corps out of the room. Yeah, he just said out, yeah. out. Yeah, right. <laughs> right <laughs> what a right. dick. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I, I don't know how decent people end up supporting this guy because he is an absolute dick. I mean, he's just a uh-huh. he's just a jerk. And there's nothing redeemable about Donald Trump at all. No, I've read recently that uh, perhaps uh, Donald Trump isn't mentally ill. Perhaps he's just a jerk. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Listen, I don't know how long I can do the uh, after show today because my bedtime is 630. (laughs) Okay. I know. Like, Like the president. Right, right. Absolutely. All right, so uh, speaking of Buzz, you can find uh, Buzz Burbank news and comment at buzzburbank.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael J. Elston. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, Jody Hamilton. You can find Jody Hamilton at fromthebunker.com and at fromthebunkerjr. Jackie Schechner's at investigaterussia.org and at Jackie Schechner, that's S-C-H-E-C-H-N-E-R. Listen to Stephanie Miller Show at stephaniemiller.com and at Stephanie Miller Show on Twitter. Kimberly Johnson's found at patreon.com slash startmeup and at author Kimberly. Uh, also, uh, I, I always forget to thank him, but uh, Charles Johnson at Little Green Footballs, that's uh, at green underscore footballs on Twitter, continues to run the show over there. Uh, run our show, actually, is one of our affiliates carrying this show over there, and we really appreciate all of that. Wonderful. Plus, uh, RealmNetwork.com. You can, uh, of course, support uh, the Bob Seska Show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bob and Chez. You can also hear us at Salon.com and on iTunes. So there's the entire rundown of everything and everyone affiliated with this show. So trying to do that, trying to give uh, more attention and and more, uh, more plugs here at the end of the show for everyone involved. Because I'm just such a nice guy, unlike Donald Trump. Uh, okay, post-mortem show coming up next. Once again, subscribe at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or just click the all-caps Patreon link at bobseska.com. You know, I would change the uh, the URL over at Patreon. Now that Chez is no longer with us, but right. that would just throw everything into chaos as far as <laughs> linking to our Patreon page. So that's the reason I haven't... Uh, it, it stands as a permanent tribute to him. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. But, uh, so that's it. We'll see you on the, Patri- uh, the uh, post-mortem show. Coming up next, take care, folks. Bye-bye.